0: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I really don't understand how AEW fits so much into Rampage. Like, it's only a 60-minute show... But somehow they go, we're going to have a match there, we're going to have a segment here, we're going to have a promo. And it never feels all wibbly wobbly, it just flows like a majestic wave. I don't even know what that means. Hello, my name is Simon for What Culture. Thank you for joining me as always, and it is the show known as Ups and Downs. We take the finger of power and we give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down when it comes to current professional wrestling. But we also have a retro version, so make sure you go and watch that, and you can get in the DeLorean and go back in time. But for now, we take my friend the FOP, and yes, we give the good bits an up, and the bad bits a down with the latest episode of Our Rampage. That was me pushing AEW together. I haven't had a lot of sleep. Right, how did I not see this coming? Because ever since Hangman Adam Page defeated Brian Danielson, I was like, oh man, who's going to fight him next? And when Adam Cole made his entrance to start Rampage, the commentators went, do you know who's top of the rankings now? That's right, it's Adam Cole of course. So imagine that the plan is actually to take all these recognizable names and put them up against the cowboy. Because again, we've already had Danielson. Then we can do Adam Cole. And maybe you can even do CM Punk. And if Hangman beats all of them, ooh, the lally, what a push that will be. Cole's also taken on Jake Atlas here, who recently signed with AEW. And I swear, if you have never seen Jakey boy work before, now all of a sudden you'll be like, man, well, I definitely should keep an eye on him because he is just so damn good. We know that Adam Cole is so damn good so together they made magic and i went abracadabra once again what does that even mean the point was it was good the wrestling was just stupid at the start of this and you could probably say that atlas won their exchange so adam was like oh yeah you want to try and upstage me on my show well i'm going to take your head and I'm gonna ram it into the ring post. Now, as some people rightfully pointed out, we do have Barry Barricade, we do have Alan the announce table because we give these things names in order to have feelings for them, but we do not have a name for a ring post. So I'm very proud to announce on this day, Rita the ring post, it's lovely to have you here. May you have a wonderful time busting people open atlas also had a brief comeback after this but he made a terrible mistake when he went for a springboard and adam cole just ruined him with a backstabber this new recruit couldn't be kept down because he hit a dive finally got his springboard and finished that all off with a rolling clothesline chef's kiss wait a minute you don't say chef's kiss you do it with your hand This episode is not going well. Jake then went for another springboard, but Cole caught him once again with a super kick. And I was like, Jake, maybe you should stop doing springboards. They ain't working out for you. And when he went for another one, he landed on his knee and it absolutely buckled. And you could see from a mile away that he was legitimately hurt. Now, this worried me greatly because Atlas has been through a lot in his past and only just debuted for AEW. But it also meant when Adam Cole went from the Panama Sunrise, he wasn't able to do that. But because he's such a damn pro, He just took Jake down, he applied a knee bar, Atlas tapped out straight away. Honestly, the way they did this, I was super duper impressed. Thankfully, Atlas also tweeted afterwards that he is going to be okay, so thank Flubbins for that. But also, what a showcase for him. He is going to be such a star, and it's gigging up. Also, had some fallout after this because Red Dragon came to the ring to celebrate with Adam Cole, but then the best friends, complete with the steel chain, ran them off. And I'm sure once we are done with that feud, we will get to Cole versus Paige, or Adam versus Adam. I mean, how in the hell are we going to know who is who? And then we had some sad news because we found out later on at the Battle of the Belt show... Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara ain't going to happen. turns out that Cody cannot compete due to some kind of medical problem, so I really hope he is okay. And his replacement is going to be Dustin Rhodes. And we got a video here when it was announced, whoever does win between Dustin and Sammy is going to be the interim TNT champ. And I really like that. I mean, MMA does it, boxing does it. Why the hell can't you do it with wrestling? But yes, like I say, I mostly hope that Cody is doing okay, because like Metallica said, nothing else matters. Tony Schiavone then interviewed Andrade, and I kid you not, Mr. Tranquilo turned to him and said, Tony, Can you let me know what the deal is with Sting and that kid he runs around with? I mean, how much is he paying him? Tony then tried to explain that wasn't the case and it was about friendship. but Andrade was all like, yeah, how do you know? And I don't know where this came from, but it was absolutely brilliant. It's like Andrade can't comprehend that two people could be buddies and money has to be involved. And seriously, this was so damn good. I am giving it its own special up. Go and watch it. I mean, you may not like it. You're a different human being, but I thought it was absolutely tremendous. And in a, what, two-minute segment, I now care about Andrade twice as much as I did around about 120 seconds ago. Hook was then back on Rampage, and let's face it, it is officially his show. I mean, not officially, because I don't even know what that would entail, but it's getting it up. He was taken on Aaron Solo, and honestly, the presentation of Hook. I mean, one, that hair, that wonderful, wonderful hair, but two, the whole, oh, man, I care, but I don't care. It just works. Because I thought the first time he put his head against the turnbuckle, as we were sorting out the match, it was just something to do, but he now does it every time, and it's but like, why are we doing this, Flubbins? Why can't you just let me kick somebody's ass? This week, he also had to contend with the most furious thing in professional wrestling, a.k.a outside interference because of course qt marshall had come to the ring with aaron solo so whenever he could try and trip him up or just try and be you know annoying person that's exactly what he would do do you know how long it helped for though i would say around about eight seconds because all it did was piss Hook off. He slammed Aaron Slow so well with a Russian leg sweep. And then he just started to chuck him around before he applied the red rum. He got the tap out victory. And seriously, every single person in this place was going nuts for Hook. I love Hook. Because he's just great, and you're damn right I'll get ahead of myself if I want to. There's still these naysayers going, well, he hasn't done anything yet. He's only had three matches. Okay, sure, maybe it does all fall off a cliff. But I have real problems, so right now I am getting on the excitement bandwagon because it's twice as much fun. Our hero also smashed Marshall afterwards to prove that you do not mess with Hook. And seriously, let's give him all the belts yesterday. I am only half joking. Ricky Starks then announced on commentary that at the Battle of the Belt show, he will be taking on Matt Seidel for the FTW Championship. So I was like, that was out of nowhere. When we went into Riho and Ruby Soho, taking on Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. And it was nothing to get overly excited about. They just had a decent tag team match. Although you could kind of see where this was going because we pulled out the oldest wrestling playbook in the book. I'm not having a good day. But the whole point was, you just knew that Riho was going to win. Because that way, as we do go into bat of the Belts, you can go, oh my gosh, maybe she's going to beat Breit Baker, especially because as the commentators told us, up to this point, Baker has never been able to defeat... What I do like most about all of this though is that anytime we do do something with Britt Baker and Jamie Hater, these two just fall out, which continues to plant those seeds that eventually when the time is right, they're gonna have their own fuel. So when Jamie accidentally smacked her boss right in the face, you're able to sit there and go, man, does she even care about this? Because we've seen how she's performed before. And eventually she will let loose on the dentist And everything I just talked about will happen. It really did freak her out here, though, because she was like, oh, no, what have I done? When Riho was able to sneak up behind her and hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. Get the win. And like I say, take all of this power heading into our Saturday night show. They will probably steal the night as well. Mark my words. And afterwards, we did have something between Britt and Jamie, because now Baker is a hater. I'm just going to see myself out. Dan Lambert and the men of the year then got very mad that Dustin Rhodes was the person picked to challenge for the TNT Championship because why wasn't it one of his boys? And I was like, you do make a very good point, Dan, when it was time for our main event. And seriously, what a main event it was. Because it was 2.0 and their son Danny Garcia taking on Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz in a street fight. I mean, honestly, they would have to have sat down and played checkers for this to be bad. And they didn't do that. So it rocked. I mean, these guys just tonked each other with whatever they could find. But they were also having some fun because at one point, some person dressed like Dusty Rhodes in the polka dot era was handing weapons to Eddie Kingston. And not only did he just slam people right in the head, but he got a T-shirt and he started to choke fools. And I'm sorry, that means that he wanted death. He was probably this close to causing it. They were then just throwing each other onto the floor as hard as they possibly could. In 2.0, we're using props from the Go Big Show, so that was some good product placement. And Ortiz, the entire time, was just obsessed with this loaded sock. Now, I have been since told it's called a Mad Ball or something. I ain't calling it no Mad Ball. I am calling it a sock because I just think that's far funnier. There was this great near fall after Matt Lee had thrown some powder into Santana's face and hit him with a DDT. I absolutely bit on that one. And it continue after a table spot, a low blow. But this is when Santana was like, nope, I'm not taking it anymore and he got a steel chair, and he just started smashing everyone. The ending did see Jeff Parker left all alone with the proud and the powerful, and they hit their finisher, and then Santana hit this massive big lariat thingy to get the one, two, three, and that made me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum because I love these guys, and I really think they deserve a big old push to the moon. But seriously, you do need to go sit down and watch this because it's so frantic, it's so entertaining, it's so enjoyable, and the crowd absolutely eats it up. And because I've said that magical word, it is, of course, getting it up. It didn't end here afterwards either because 2.0 and Garcia basically took their hands and hit as many people in the penis as they could. It was like that scene from Naked Gun 3 where everyone was like, oh, no, my testicles, they hurt really much. And because of this, Chris Jericho ran to the ring. He made the save as we continue that maybe, just maybe at some point, we're going to do Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho or they're going to team up. I will take either, although secretly and don't tell anyone, I want Santana Ortiz to turn on Chris Jericho and then take it from there. Why, I don't know, but for some reason I'd get a kick out of it. Which did indeed end AEW Rampage. And as I insinuated at the start, they are now just taking so much stuff and pushing it all together. And it was really good, but mostly because of Andrade and his misunderstanding of a child. I am giving it up. Now, please do leave a comment below and let us know what you thought about last night's AEW Rampage. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Head over to whatculture.com and make sure you read yourself some articles. Follow us on social media because it makes us happy. And go and watch all of the ups and downs because I watch wrestling so you don't have to. My name is Simon from what Culture. Thank you for joining me as always. Make sure you have a lovely day. Thank you for the support. See you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.